Turn that thing We're on. more of like a crash thing. You know that. We're like... What? We just start. The Comedy Store would like you to know that the views and opinions expressed on this podcast are strictly those of the speakers or authors and do not necessarily reflect or represent the views and opinions held by the Comedy Store and its affiliates. Yeah, that's the way to do it. Once I, in a blue moon, Rick and I will mess around and do like morning radio bullshit. Uh-huh. Like he'll do the voice. Sure. Like, and then oh, I, yeah. I'm laugh girl. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So there's always a laugh. <laughs> I've been laugh guy before on radio. <laughs> Yeah, I so can yeah, do. Yeah, just automatically do sure. laugh girl. No, I can do laugh guy. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, that's good. That's oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we all we tell on here is comedy store stories, so we make it paid regulars or people that worked here for yeah. a long time. Oh yeah, like Peter Shore and Scotty Shore are in town right now, so I would love to. Well, aren't they? Them. They're like here. Yeah, I, I think saw Scotty. Yeah, I'll, is Peter here? I think so. I'll find them. I'll get them because. Yeah, I should have my mind. Oh my god, yeah, they're the best. So I, I don't know about Scotty, but I think Peter I could take. You, <laughs> Scotty's one of the best. Scotty, we I don't call, know him that well. Like I, I know Peter a bit, and I know Paulie. We call, but like I, Scotty, like I, I, he seems like a nice guy, but I've never talked to him. That oh, long. he's so nice. We call him the Good Shore because he tips. Guys, hey, Rick Ingram is here. Thank you. You so made much. it. Just started. <gasps> Sorry Just started. about that All Star traffic, brother. Dude, are you upset? Is that what's going on? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Look, game. See, even Rick is like, screw this. Is this in your face? Is that a Hanes right. t-shirt? Uh, Mossimo. Oh. <laughs> Nothing but the finest. I like that color. I've had, I know it's a V-neck, yeah. I used to have maroon. I, could be, I was obsessed with maroon t-shirts. Really? For, real? For a while, yeah. It was like a color that I was, I remember, I liked, I always liked the pocket tee. The okay. Hanes pocket tee with a flannel shirt over it. That that's, was that's that a was, solid look. It was yeah, a great it was a, look. It was a high school, late high school, and then it then it came back. See, I, yeah, I never yeah. I never grew out of what I wore in high school. It, yeah, I just comes, kept it going. Good because it comes back around. Oh, it's going right. to come back eventually. Around. I'll get there. It, it, it all just recycled. I was telling him that we do morning radio starts sometimes, or we just jump always. Into it. Yeah. Okay. Always. Now he wants to always. Do <laughs> but it. now we eased into it without you. There was no drama. I, just, I mean, that's probably better. I, I, <laughs> I don't know what kind of energy you want. We well. I try and just keep it negative. Energy. Yeah, I, I know, I know, I know. Rick. <laughs> <He> said, I know. <laughs> we have Mark Marin on. How great is that? That's this pretty is a great. Big deal. <laughs> Rick goes, "Is he really going to do it?" I go, "I think so." Yeah, I was like, "There's just no way that's happening." <laughs> I don't feel like I've talked to Rick in years. Yeah, like and, I used to talk to you all the time, and then like you know, all of a sudden you just—I don't know—something happened. You grew up. You got that's possible. <laughs> got a baby. You're not. You're not here all the time. Yeah. Uh, you know, bitterly imitating everybody. Bitterly. Imitating everyone, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Th- those years are over. Yeah, I stopped doing, drinking. Yeah. And, oh, really? Uh, yeah. So I mean, more weird Argus impressions. Yes. Yeah, so, oh, we're still doing those. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Th- right that was mostly based on the fact that I was just hammered all the time. <laughs> And uh, it was hammered and mad. Yeah, it was yeah. easy to get away with uh, saying the worst things possible if I was just pretending to be Argus Hamilton. I, I loved it. There needs to always be someone at the store uh, carrying that torch. <laughs> the negativity torch. Yeah, the, the okay. full-on bitter negativity <laughs> torch. I remember one time Marin told me I was sitting in the back door just being bitter as fuck. <laughs> and, Perfect. Uh, he comes up and he goes, uh, "Hey, the whole bitter thing. No one gives a fuck." <laughs> and then he walked away. I was like. I don't know how to feel about this right now. Because he's right, but also, I feel like you've done a pretty good job with bitterness. It took, no, it, like yeah, it, it, trans, I had to, tr- it had to uh, tra- uh, like transform into cranky. 
Oh, okay. So like, now it's just cranky? Yeah. It's cranky, acceptable. Aggravated, cranky, neurotic. But like when I was really bitter, you because your assumption when you're coming from a bitter place is that if everyone just dug a little deeper in themselves, they'd understand. We'd all be bitter. We, right. Yeah. You assume that. But like after years of doing that, to limited success. I mean, I think I, I always had, you know, uh, I was interesting enough to not make a living, but at least to stay in the game. You know, that's back where in I'm the at. Day, oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. You know, back in the day, got it. But the bitterness thing, like you know, it just makes people uncomfortable, and they'll laugh when they're uncomfortable. Sure, but you know, it's not something that you can rely on, or it's not everyone's idea of a night out. Certainly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're like, hey, that guy's angrier than me, or more right. bitter than I am. So this is, or, great. or just like it's just amplified self pity after a point. Yeah. Like, and self pity is never yeah. attractive. Like you know, even back in the day, you remember, like even when like people like, like when it was pure anger here yes. all the time, yeah. it was like uh, that's different. It's not. There's a bitterness to it, but even even Kennison came from a disposition of it. It was sort of like uh, it was elevated, you know, uh, kind of like broken heartedness. Oh, absolutely. You know, like it was always like, you know, like he just was like the, the pain was so great that he snapped. <laughs> he wasn't bitter. No. Did you start in New York or here? I, I started really like um, where did I, I, in college in Boston. Oh, Boston. A little bit. Okay. And uh, you know, I did. I I wanted to do it, but I didn't do it much. I started like one summer in Boston when I was maybe a sophomore in college. I did open mics, uh, probably 1984, okay. and I was doing like uh, all the open mics in Boston back when they were just open mics at clubs, and that's what you had to do. And I couldn't. You know, I drank a lot, and I did it for a summer, and then I just kind of put it on a shelf okay. for a couple of years, and then graduated college, and then came directly here. I went home oh, for the summer. Here. Nice. I was never here before. Like, I left college, went home for the summer, had a pretty good monkey on my back for blow, and okay. I just, I came out here. Yes. Yeah, I came out here, and I didn't know really what to do. I was staying in Culver City at a friend of mine's house. We were writing a screenplay, and I thought I auditioned at the Improv. Like, I remember, okay. <laughs> well, I went over there for an open mic. You remember oh. that guy? What was that guy's name? That little guy that used to be there all the time? Was it Howard? Howard at somebody? Well, I can't remember his name, but he was a nasty little guy, and he ran the open he mic like thing. He was like the booker? Or? He wasn't a booker, but he was a comic. I, re I can't remember his name, but he's not around anymore. And then I came here. Here and I did a spot. Uh, where the fuck did I do a spot? It must have been in the OR, like a three-minute spot. And and that was all I did. And then what happened was, I was living in Culver City with the dude. We wrote a screenplay. We got into a fight. It was not a good situation. Oh, it was Steve Brill who went on to write oh, wow. the you know the Adam Sandler movies. And then oh, okay. like he moved his friend Pete Bergen, the other director, when they were just kids. And they moved and they they set me up down the hall. And at that point. I was doing PA work. Okay. Right? And I wasn't really doing comedy because I didn't know how to get in. I was in Culver City. But I got a gig doing PA work. And I was doing – I did like this one uh, job for the uh, kids' videos, music. And it was at the Circus Vargas, you know, like uh, off off season. So we were out there. <laughs> I was like coked up and getting up early in the morning and doing dealing with, you know, uh, you know leopard shit and elephants. And, and they're shooting these kids <laughs> singing amazing. kids' songs with circus teams. Story so, as old as time. Right? I just remember there's 
one night, I've told this story before, where like I was hanging out and the guys who were the clowns for Circus Vargas, you know, they were in the videos. There's two of them. And they're like, you want to come back to our trailer and get high? And I'm like, all right. So we go back to this trailer <laughs> and the amazing. dude's like about to light a joint. And I'm like, you got to take the makeup off first. I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> I'll be freak out. I don't want to so, do drugs with actual clowns. Laced, and you're it, like, oh, look at the clowns. The worst. But then so I get another PA gig just out of nowhere on something Mitzi's producing, some crazy fucking shit. Her she, little shorts that she used to do? Right. Remember, oh, they put, yeah. she had this big idea for some sort of network, so she shot all those shorts. The Comedy Channel. Right, right. And and like that was when Barrymore's was failing across the street. So I was here, and Danny Stone was running around sweating because he was fucking her, and like <laughs> and Becker was around. So like, and then I saw Mitzi, and I'm just supposed to be PAing on this thing. I don't know any of these people. Charlie Barnett. Wow. I remember like I remember I was down there because that's where they were sort of set up in Barry Mars for the production office. I think there was actually some production offices over there. And Charlie Barnett's like, he's like, I need a drink. And I actually remember going behind the bar and just pouring him fucking straight oh, liquor Jesus. so he wow. could get the edge off, right? But then Mitzi shows up and I just, I walked up to her and I'm like, do you remember me? <laughs> Like I had just done here. three minutes. I did like yeah, like I I did I did man, you know and uh, best way to approach her. Yep. Yeah, and she goes, oh yeah, <laughs> you're funny. Go ask Becker if you can be a doorman. And I'm like, I didn't even know what the fuck that meant. You know, so like I want to so, be a comic, not a doorman. Right, but like I, but I was just happy she remembered me. Right, so so then I go find Mike, you know, and uh, Mike Missy just said I could be a doorman. <laughs> and then, like, right out of the gate, like, she, there, Becker's like, uh, we're going to make you head doorman. Oh. And I'm like, I didn't even know that was, like, a nightmare. Yeah, but the worst. Yeah, the worst, because you got to do the schedule. And at that time, <laughs> you know, there was no security. There was just weird no. Kirk and his sister, yeah. right? I remember and, Kirk. Right, and Ralphie was the back door guy all the time. Remember the Fat Ralph? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, yeah. yeah pre-Chewy. Ralph was this weird <laughs> dude that lumbered around, and he always carried a stack of Polaroids of pictures of whores sucking his yes. dick. Yes. Yeah. Is, it, is that the guy who just died he a couple years ago? He did, yeah. 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 With so, the Polaroids in his pocket. But Ar <laughs> Argus, Argus's speech at that gathering was one of the best I've ever seen at a memorial here. Yeah. Where he's like, yeah, Ralph, he was around a long time, and I think we all are thinking the same thing. Why couldn't it have been Johnny Zapp? Yeah. <laughs> and then Johnny Zapp stands up super mad. What? This is ridiculous. Uh, Zapp, I remember Zapp doing a Zapp gig with Mark Godier. I don't remember that. You don't name. remember Mark Godier? He was this big, tall dude. He had long hair and a beard, and uh, he was around. I heard he became a fisherman. Oh. So... But so I get the head doorman job, and at this point she's like trying to do uh, a, a comedy store in like the Sheraton and across the in, like in the uh, over in the valley, okay. like in studios in Universal City. So wow. there's just this little room that they'd set up, and there, who were my door guys? Jay Pope. Oh, uh, I love Jay Pope. Yeah, Mitch. Who's that angry little Jew, Mitch? Uh, I can't remember his fucking name. I don't know, but I like it. Rodney <laughs> Blackman. Remember Rodney? He wasn't mm -hmm. a, a comic, but he did the phones and stuff. New Orleans guy. Okay. Great guy. Uh, Andy Volver, Kravitz's friend, was here. I know Kravitz. Um, I remember that. Uh, who were the other door guys? Like, none of them are really... Mike Jaselka. Remember Mike Jaselka? Mm -hmm. I think he's a lawyer in Cleveland oh, now. Oh, wow. But we he toured with up. Sammy for a while. So I get here. So I get this job. I'm the head door guy. I don't have any understanding of this place. <laughs> but the you mythology. don't have Sam and Carl? Not They're yet. Not, okay. Here's the weird thing that happened with that. 
this is how it happened. I don't think I've really thoroughly told this story because it was weird. Like, I didn't know what was up here. I just knew that, like, I had to wear the shirt. And at that time, she wanted us to wear blazers. So I had to buy a blazer. And oh, I had boy. to buy, like, uh, just a, you know. And, and Standard the, comic uniform. Right, yeah. And the <laughs> and the comedy store shirt. And right. I had to do the schedule. Christopher, we, like, I didn't know how to how I was supposed to do spots. I was told that the belly room was for non-paid regulars. But I had to, like, I had to get on a show. I auditioned for the belly room with another fucking door guy. Christopher Wheel, he used to have a, a banjo that had an applause light in it. Oh boy! Wow! Like he'd push a button and it would say applause, and I and and, and I was told that <laughs> Did I had it. Work? A, I don't know. Yeah, I, I so <laughs> I think he went on to become a film director. But I was told that I got a you know I got an audition for one of these guys. So he made me do a set for him in the belly room, and there was no one there but me and him. <gasps> And 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 then I was sort of then I was able to work the belly room. John Nicaforis, you remember Nicaforis? No. Uh, he was around, but not a door guy. His dad was a mortician. He was an interesting Ooh. guy. The Todd Todd the Lemish. Todd, I love. It was here before Scariest the man ever. Yeah, but before though, before he was he, so funny. when he was just the blow dealer. He wasn't a blow dealer. He he was like a he blow a junkie, you yeah. know. But he be, but before he got mean, like he was really this weird so and sweet funny. guy. Yeah, but he was funny because he bring Kevin West. He Kevin would bring, West, terrific. he would bring a he would bring us on stage. Todd would do these vignettes, like you know, Kevin West was Oswald in the Kennedy shooting. I was J John Lennon getting shot, <laughs> and like and he was sort of he'd do other people's material, but he thought he ran the place. You know, and then I met Barris right away because Barris had just gotten past sweeping in his car and sweeping in the back of the main room. And he took me to lunch, you know, and he was like, this is what's going on. It's, you know, he got into my head and he was fucking weird. And then Mark Goldstein talked yes. me into writing with him. Mark Goldstein, I do. I, that's how fucking naive I was. Goldstein's like, we should write together, and I'm like, and you did okay. It? Well, I oh tried. It was. So I, I remember. <laughs> with, I was. You know. I was. I moved out of Culver City into Crest Hill into Dice's old room. Not originally the maids' quarter thing. The green room with the shag car in the bottom. Yeah. I was up top first, but then I got Dice's room with its own bathroom. Yes. Had its own bathroom. Um, but but yeah, so I was I I spent one day writing with Goldstein, and he had no ideas. He just he just had this idea where it's like I'm Mario, and it's called Hey Mario. Hey Mario is the name of the movie, <laughs> and he's just me walking down the street going Hey, people going Hey Mario, Hey, and that's all he had. <laughs> Did I mean, he die? That, yes. That yeah. premise could sell still to this day. That's oh, true. Yeah. Hey he Mario, was so fucking nuts. It was like Groundhog Day for me because I started at ninety three, so yeah. I would come here and Danny Stone and Mark would just come in every day, do the same thing, pass me, and go do blow in the back, and then come Gold out. Goldstein was doing blow. I don't know if he was just hanging out or no, doing... No, he was just a weird cock-eyed, you know, kind of... Well, yeah. his eye, yeah, he lost his eye. No, it was later. He was that always was... a little... Yeah, I remember he lost his eye. I remember Mitzi gave him money for that. He had to get a surgery or something. Yeah, yeah, that was know. after me. So, like, so I'm here and, um, oh, yeah, Andy Letterer's around. I don't know like, that one. And the, so I'm, I'm kind of excited to be here and, you know, we're I'm working, the, you know, the main room and there was, like, two or three shows in the main room back then. It was sort of a big time. It's technically the boom when you A little you're after, a little after. A after. Yeah, okay. it was like you know, because because oh, yeah, Roseanne's gone, you know, right. Jim Carrey's gone, Robin's gone, they're all gone. It's you know, it's it's approaching Sam's time. Sam and Dice broke Got the, the year that I was here, right? Oh, okay. so so the main room shows would be like it'd be Dice, Joey Kamen, Jan Hart. Karen Haber, uh, <laughs> Fleischer, um, uh, Damon Wayans, uh, like you know, just like dudes, you know, Altman, 
Um, was Fleischer Tim Jones? Was he Tim already Jones. weird and kind of crazy? He's always doing the same thing. Always the same yeah. thing. Yeah, always the same thing. Okay. Um, and like those were the shows. So like, and Dice was, you know, he hadn't broke yet, but he was solid. Like it was like, like it was all you could feel was about to happen because it was character. so tight. It was so tight. And then Sam would come in late. Like Sam, Monday nights were that was when it all happened because Monday yeah. night it was no cover in any of the rooms. Wow. In my recollection. So it it's all the freaks would converge. And that was when Sam was would do it. Like so like you could just feel him coming. But but I'm getting ahead of myself. When I got here, because I was only here about a year. And when I got here, uh Sam was out on the road. Okay. And Carl had come back and I didn't know Sam. I'd seen him once and I didn't like him much. I thought it was a gimmick and I didn't give a shit. And I don't know what I was thinking, but oh, Schubert was around, but he was—he wasn't a doorman. He was already in, like, you know, he was—he—he he had already broken his leg. When I met Schubert, he still oh, had a shit. cast on, and I was here when he got the cast off too early, and 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 they had to go. And it was—I was walking with him, and he couldn't walk. And he had to go get it back on, and he never did the physical therapy, and that's why he's fucking gimp. That's, the that's limp. why he limps. Yeah. Yeah. But that because he he wrecked his bike. But he used to be a Dice guy. Dice had guys. Sam had guys. Dice's guys were generally clean, right? You had the uh, hot tub. You had, yeah. uh, you know, had Jimmy. You had cheesecake. You didn't want to hang around Dice too much because you get a nickname. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, here comes Muffin, you yeah. know, whatever. I was Shermanator. You yeah. were? And that was 2003 or something, so. But the thing with Dice Camp and Sam Camp is that Dice, they were all clean and, you know, on the level. They were clean. They were on, on drugs. They weren't on drugs. Oh, got it. I was and like, the Sam Camp, wise, yeah. right. Sparky, remember Chervitz? Yeah, Sparky. Uh, yeah, I ran Sparky out of here. Yeah, he, he was a bitter little fuck. Yeah, he showed up and everyone. Ricky outbittered him. Everyone was like, "God, this guy's fucking annoying." He was just treated everyone like shit. Uh, I was a door guy, and so yeah. I was like, "Hey, go fuck with that guy." I'm like, "All right." Yeah. It was like three weeks of every time he showed up, being like, "Hey, Sparky's here. Let's piss on him." Oh, and him being like. Dude. Yeah, you should me, respect me. me. He'd do a Sam voice. Yeah. <laughs> like, no one respects you. Yeah, Sparky. Sparky was here. Yeah, sure. So, so okay, so I'm in the kitchen, and Carl comes in, you know, and I'd never seen him before. And I watched him perform, and I was like, this guy's like a performance artist. This is a genius. It's amazing. It, it is kind of amazing what it's Carl does. one of my does. favorites. Yeah, it's something to watch. And back then, you know, but I didn't know Sam really, and I didn't know their relationship, and I didn't know any of that shit. And I introduced myself as a new door guy. He's like, yeah, I was a door guy. We were all door guys. So he's like, you know. <laughs> That's pretty like, good. Yeah. Yeah, you know. You know and, uh, and he's like, yeah, you seem good. You seem good. And he's like, uh, here, take this. And he gives me his watch. And I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? And so I'm like, thanks. So I thought it was some sort of like, you know, like, all right. So You're this in. means, yeah, yeah. right. I got the watch. Got my colors. And, I'm, and he's like, Sam, I'm going to want Sam to meet you. And I'm like, all right, okay. You know, but I didn't really know what I was in for, you know, but I'm living in Crest Hill and now I got Carl's watch and, you know, and I'm like, what's happening? You know? It's all happening. Right. And then, then Sam shows up and he, like, he gets right in you. Like he gets into your being. He's like, you're new door guy, you know? And I'm like, yeah, he's like, all right, okay, all right. <laughs> he's like, we're going to have to have a talk, you know, that kind of shit. And I'm like, yeah, Carl gave me his watch, you know? <laughs> so like, <laughs> Sam's like, oh, well, That's amazing. in that case, I didn't but, realize you were on the watch already. Yeah. But the story that most people know about me is that peeing on the bed story. But this is the first time I met Sam. Like, you know, I thought I'd, ha you know, I could do drugs. You know, I thought I was on the level. Like the first time me and Sam hung out, man, 
like, you know, it was after it was probably Monday because Sam, you know, once I got into the crew, you know, it was my job to set Cresto up for the party. So he'd give me a couple hundred bucks when he'd go in and do the main room and I'd go buy liquor enough to stash. I'd go buy cigarettes. I'd go buy mixers and I'd go up to the house and I'd just lay it out and wait for the freaks to come. So they would come up Monday night and we could go till Wednesday sometimes up there. Yeah. But it was my, I was that lackey. Like, you know, you ready? You can do it. I'm like, yeah, man. I go down to Pink Dot and I go down there, the liquors to the 7-Eleven. I'd just be buying like, I know this is going to go on for a while. So I had to buy liquor that I would hide because the initial party was always like a bunch of weirdos. But then the hardcore people would always come down to like Sam, me, sometimes Carl and a few other comics that were just sort of like, what is happening here? I don't know. <laughs> so, but the first time I met Sam, it was great. Uh, so we're up at the house, you know, and, you know, we, he's putting out Coke, you know, and, um, nice. And I, you know, I had the I had the the lobby card picture of the cast of Freaks, and that, that I initiated that as what we would do coca. I don't know why we did it off of that, but we did. It was always <laughs> off of amazing. the picture of the cast of Freaks. <laughs> and right, rightly yeah. so. Right, it right. seems like it makes Perfect. sense. So, so it's just me and Sam, and he's got coke, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a coke guy, so we're doing it, you know. And he's just looking at me, going, "Look me in the eye, Marin. I don't, you know, I don't respect someone who can't look me in the eye." So I'm like looking at Sam, and, you know, and he's, and he's two dudes on below staring at each that's other. That's right, and he's Terrifying. telling me what's up. You know, he's just—I don't remember what he said, but I remember we were doing coke, <laughs> and I'm looking at him, and he's looking at me, and then he's like, "You ever burn money, Marin?" I'm like, "No." He just pulls out money, and he's burning money. I realize in retrospect, this is my initiation. This is my brain fuck. You know, like this is how you know what I mean. Like this is how yeah. I'm like, I want to be around this guy. Yeah, he knows how to party. That's right. So what happens, though, like, I don't remember if it was the first or the second time, but it doesn't matter because I don't know him. And he's, like, really arguably probably the biggest star in comedy at this point. Like, he's doing big shows. Like, he hit his first HBO show hadn't happened, but Rodney had happened, and I guess Back to School probably happened, but he hadn't done the HBO special because I was at that party. Oh, wow. For the first HBO special at Carl's apartment. That's a funny story. Good. But okay, so so we're doing coke, and it's like three in the morning. We're out of coke, and Sam's like drinking, and he's like like rocking, you know. <laughs> he was all like, Ugh. it was a fucking disaster. He's like, we're at, we gotta get coke, and I'm like, all right, I don't. It's the middle of the night, man. He's like, oh, let's go. You had a car? He like he knew he was too fucked up to drive. I was fucked up, but I'm driving down to Greg's. Remember Greg? <laughs> uh uh-uh. uh The hairdresser. That's amazing. Eventually, <laughs> eventually, Sam turned on him. He's like, he's cutting this Coke with Bisquick. <laughs> it's weird because Greg was one of the Coke dealers around here, but he was like the main guy for a while. He was a hairdresser. Had, he used to work at a salon down on uh, Melrose, but I didn't know him. And we go over to somebody's house. He lived on Crescent Heights. Sam buzzes this buzzer. It's like three in the morning. He's like, hey, it's me. Let me up. You got Coke? You know, whatever. So we go up, we knock on the door, and this guy comes, he's in a bathrobe, he cracks the door. It's like, what? He's like, got any Coke? It's like, just be cool, my roommate's sleeping, you know. <laughs> so we go in, I'm like, hey, man, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So on we, the ride. Yeah. We walk in, we're in his bedroom, and, you know, he's looking for some bindles, right? And Sam is like, yeah, anything to drink? And, like, all he had for some reason was miniatures, right? So... <laughs> So he gives Sam like a miniature Smirnoff from an airplane, and Sam's just fucking, you know, half passed out on the floor, sitting there drinking a miniature. <laughs> he looked like a giant. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, and I'm just standing there, and he gives me the Coke, and then Sam just fucking goes, he passes out. And I'm standing there with this dude I don't know who's in his bathrobe. He gave me the Coke, and Sam's passed <laughs> Is out. Is this guy gay? Bedroom. Nope. No, straight hairdresser. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And, uh, it happens. And, and I'm, like, uh, I'm like, all right, so uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to split. 
And he looks at me, he's like, you're not leaving him here. I don't want him to pull a Belushi on me. Get him out of here. Like, that was the care that this guy, that's a good friend, <laughs> oh right? Oh, my yeah. God. I don't, I don't want him to die. Yeah. He's dying with you. Oh, I forgot the best part. is like, like uh, when we're driving over there, Sam keeps going in and out of consciousness. And at one point, he Jesus. wakes up and he looks at me. He's like, hey, you, you, you could kill me. I don't know you. And I'm like, all right, where are we going? <laughs> yeah. you know, like, so, You're in so, charge here, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. You, you could kill me. But then I get Sam up and out. And I drive him back to Crest Hill, and he's too fucked up to party. And I just, I just lay him out on the floor, and you know he sleeps on the floor. You I do some lines. Around him. There was no one else left. It was oh, just, oh, it's just you. Two. Yeah, yeah. And wow. uh, but he used to do that all the time. He liked to sleep on the floor. <laughs> like he, he would sleep on the floor at Crest Hill a lot, and like to the point where I remember having a girl come over. I went to lunch with her, and I brought her back to the house to show her the cool house. <laughs> and it's just Sam's like on the floor, like we could just <laughs> belly down, laying on the floor. I'm like, that's uh, Sam Keniston, big star. <laughs> Just, just step over him. But he slept on the floor at home. It was weird. He like he would pass out. He's face down, so he yeah, doesn't he would choke sleep. on his vomit. I don't know if it was that plan. Wow. But there was some a lot of interesting moments, you know. But that was like really the first time. And then like you know, then over time, I got under his skin, and uh, you know, shit got bad. But there were some good moments. Did you, you go know? on the road with them? Were you part of? I the... missed all that. Oh, like okay. I, I was fortunate. Like I, you know, at some point. Like, I was always here. I lived in Crest Hill. I'd come down here and I'd make coffee. I'd listen to CDs in the OR during the day. Like, I was just here. I would drive the Jeep sometimes. Like, it was so bad because we were so fucked up all the time. And I was on no sleep and she'd make me drive the fucking Jeep. You know, oh, and yeah, like one time I had. Well, well, no, you had to drive like people who were going to the airport to go yeah. to the dunes, right? Yeah. So I, I remember. Right. Called the runner. Oh, yeah. I'm coming. Like, I one time I had Mendoza and fucking Campanera in the car, and I was late coming down, and they're waiting for me to get in the Jeep, and there's no gas in it, and I'm sweating, and I'm, like, on an hour's sleep, and I stink, and they're like, what, are you all right? And I'm like, I think so. We'll get there. And they, oh, it was fucking awful. But, yeah, but fortunately, I had a falling out with them, all of them, before, you know, everyone got sucked in really hard. Oh. Like, I lost my mind and left before the Outlaws tour started. If you want, we can pause this and... Do it after your set, but if you... Oh, yeah, yeah. It's uh, up to you. Well, I'll go do the we set. We love hearing your stories. See how I, I feel. I'm yeah. to have you back. Come back. He don't go until 1130. I don't okay, go until 1215. All right, okay, I'll come back. So I'm here. I'll You're amazing. Back. Okay. <laughs> all right, I'm going to hit pause. So welcome it just back. Seems, it just Thank seems you. hacky to try and make things funny. To make things work. Yeah, You're right. Yeah. Well, why make it well, work? I don't... Just keep... <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't like like that one joke that I have. Like, that has been working a lot. Like, I'm. I, it's it, like jokey jokes. They lose the shine for me if they're not part of a longer piece. You know, like that one I was just doing about the walking out of my house. Yeah, uh, it's a great joke. But I never do jokes like that. It just came to me, and I love doing it. But I know I'll get tired of it because it just stops, and it's not the style of comedy I do. So, so like, if you're not going to follow it with like a bunch of other jokes like that, if you're not if you're not going to be a tell, you know, doing uh. coming up with one of those jokes is not going to help you. You know, because right. You, you get a taste of it, but you know you're just gonna be like, "All right, well that was a joke." <laughs> Sorry about that. And now I'm gonna do to the talky four. stuff. Yeah. yeah. Back to who I really am. Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, yeah, we were talking about before you went out to do your sets, yeah. or the, your third set of the night, which yeah, was yeah. amazing. Uh, you were talking about driving. I didn't realize. Oh yeah, yeah. You were saying you were because we would do the runner stuff here, where we had to drive the comedy store van yeah. around, drive Mitzi around, right. whatever. But you had to drive comics to, to Vegas? the airport, not to Vegas, oh, to, to the, the Burbank usually because oh, okay. they had a flight to direct flight? to uh yeah one of them i mean i think the comedy store was at the dunes wasn't it yes so yeah so they would go there i didn't do it too often i did some driving but i was mostly door and phones 
you know, the driving thing, like it was too much. And I think I was starting to lose my mind. It was dangerous for me to be driving because to be up that early. Oh, yeah. was just out of control because it was becoming, still intoxicated, probably. Yeah. And it was becoming such a freak show up at Crest Hill. Like, you, you know, it was just because it was Monday nights. It was just a weird time because that was the night where everything would be crazy. Yeah. So we would party from like Monday till Wednesday. And it, you just always feel gross, and it would get weird up there. So, like, we would burn Dark. furniture, like, you know. And then there'd be celebrities around, and, like, you know, sometimes, like, Ted Nugent would come up there, and we weren't allowed to do drugs because Ted Nugent didn't do drugs. And then, I, you know. I, I saw that Kinnison, A &E, I think it was on A&E yeah. documentary, and it was Nugent talking about how he was so mad at Kinnison for doing drugs. And I'm like, I guess, I know he's, like, hardcore conservative, but. Well, he was always a, it yeah, shocked no, me he's that. just a clean guy, but he's an animal, like he's a hunter and <laughs> yeah. stuff. But like, but they're like, you know, Sam drew in a lot of the, a lot of the porn people were here a yeah. lot. Christy Canyon was fucking Todd for a while. And <laughs> I think she was with Steve Pearl for a while, but I don't yeah. know. Yikes. And then, uh, and then Samantha Strong. Simona, that was Todd. Like, oh God, she was around. And Feld like, you Corey know, Feldman blames hanging with Kennison for his drug addiction. I remember when that happened. I remember like, like, um, like Corey Feldman was at the house one night. I remember like there were moments that that I witnessed because I was the host up there, really. Right. So like, I <laughs> MC in the party. Well, I kind of had to watch, you know, what was going on and make sure no one, you know, got into his face or was weird. And, sure. But like uh, you know, I didn't. I wasn't a bouncer, but I just sort of like would distract people. But Corey Feldman was up there once, and I remember like, like I remember the moment because he was like, "Hey man," and like you know, and he's like, "Guys, we found this pill. I don't even know what it is." And I remember I just <laughs> took it, and he was like, "Holy shit, you don't even know what that's gonna do." But I knew it wouldn't do that much. It yeah. was only one pill right. compared was, to a bunch of blow. Yeah, it was huh? pre ecstasy. What could it have been? It could only have been good. Right, <laughs> a quaalude. Maybe, maybe or... bring me down a little bit. Yeah. I've never had a connection for quaaludes or. Downers. I was always the guy that was fucking up jerking off and freaking out. Like no, like they all had fucking. I think some of them had dope connections and some of them had quaalude connections, but I never had it. Then there was the oh man, I don't want to say his name because he actually reached out to me on on uh, Facebook. The dealer, the the guy that was in house for a while. Do you remember okay. him? There was a few. So the Arab. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, I only heard stories of. Oh yeah. I don't. I'm not. I don't think I've ever met. Yeah, he was intense, man. He yeah. was intense, man. <laughs> but by the, the time Arab. I got here, he was gone. There was a new regime. I know. Like, in fact, uh, who was the guy with the Chewy? <laughs> Chewy. Yeah, Chewy. Odd job. The funniest I... thing I ever heard was when they did the big bust after I left. They busted Mitchell Walters because they they were they he was a suspect. <laughs> Because they thought he was the kingpin because they had pictures with him with all the other dealers. Genius. <laughs> Mitch, poor Mitchell. That's what I heard. That's, that's what I heard. Poor Mitchell. <laughs> I only know him from his headshot hanging up where he's oh, dressed like a I didn't know him that well. He did the area codes. and He was. He, he still does it. Yeah. I know he emailed me a couple of times cause like, because like I've had Alan Stevens on. I've had Carl on. I've had yeah. Jimmy on. I've had the surrounding characters of that time. And like I think he emailed me sort of like, I, I got some stories, but he's in the, he's on the East Coast. Yeah. Oh, totally. He's still in Long Island. Did yeah. you? Um, so when did you get passed here? Technically, I mean, because you were uh, working the door. Well, but like, yeah, that was a weird story because, like, um, yeah, I was working the door, and then, 
you know, uh, things just started to get weird. You know, like there was like there was one time with that with the coke dealer though. Man, I remember like like I you know I was kind of fragile for this shit. Like and I like I I did drugs through college, but I always sort of had this weird promise to myself that you know if I ever like lost my mind, as if I would know, yeah, you know, I would get out. <laughs> and like I was feeling crazy. No, I was losing it. Like I like I had gotten myself into drugs, you know, cocaine psychosis, and it started off. Oh wow. Yeah, it was started off kind of it was gnarly because you know being in this place with the the sort of mythology of it and being that absorbed in here when you live at this place and then like I was seeing you know demons and you know seeing you know truths that people didn't see I you know the, I thought Hollywood was involved and I had this large mystical conspiracy going I was hearing <laughs> voices in my head like I got pretty fucked up uh, you know but that that all everything ended for me. Uh, you know, here at, at a, you know, very dramatically. But there was one night where that guy, that drug dealer in particular, like he, like Sammy brought him on the road with him because he was one of those guys that could like go out into the night and come back with Return shit. with what was yeah, needed. Yeah, 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 yeah. And one night we ran out of blow and mad, uh, and he was going to go out. And I'm like, can I go with you, man? He's like, I don't know, man. I'm like, I'll drive. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got you. Yeah, yeah. I just got to see how this happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Show yeah. me the tricks, yeah, man. Yeah. So, like, we drive into, and I don't remember where we drove, but I parked in front of a place, and he went into that place. But before he went in, he was like, "You got a magazine in here or something?" I'm like, "I do." I get my car was a mess. So he rips out a page of a magazine, and he goes into the into the house, and he comes back out with this giant folded bindle, <laughs> and there's like a gotta be a half ounce of coke in there. Oh my and he God. opens it up, and and like he just like I saw him. Like just scoop like Scarface style, like with his two oh. fingers and go. And I was like, "Can I do that?" <laughs> <laughs> the newbie wanting to get. Yeah, this is what I came for. <laughs> I'm the driver. I have to be yeah. paid. Let and me I double did, finger that. Yeah, and I did it, and I was like, "This is great." And then he just started hand weighing bindles. He was ripping corners oh off of the magazine, God. just hand weighing with his fingers, just slapping like eyeballing, uh, you know, grams and half grams. <gasps> Genius. Oh, that, was, that goes over well. That was a big night. A I big like night. how you close your eyes and you're like, that was a big, uh, big night. night. Go, go, he, he puts himself back there in that Did spot. You, yeah. Oh, well, God, it was like, it was menacing, man. It was, just got menacing. That was your drug of choice. Did you do like mushrooms and things like that too? We did mushrooms once or twice. You know, like I, I was always afraid of losing my shit. But there was one time we had a pretty fun time. Uh, we did it during the day. Me and Rodney, John, John Nikoforis. I don't know if there was someone else involved. But we did some mushrooms up at the house and hung out. And then, like, but then we had to come down here to this fucking dark <laughs> castle. Yeah, we're all doing we're doing sets half loopy. Like I remember, like. <laughs> When Nick Forrest did it, he was on Mushrooms, he was on stage, and he used to do this horrible joke where he, he would take the, it was like after some big hotel fire, and, like, and he would take it, it was kind of clever, he'd take the wrapper off his cigarettes, and he'd crinkle it into the oh my microphone. God, the Todd used to do that for Campfire Talks. That's right. That's so where he got that's it? That's where he got yeah. it. Right. Aww, yeah, I thought so, Todd was so goddamn clever. No, no, no. Todd Damn was it. a little sticky. <laughs> but, uh, but it was, yeah, he Todd borrowed. It. Yeah, it was like an impression of a, like Damn this horrible it. fire, Nick Forrest would be like, do that, and he'd go, ah, ah, he just scream <laughs> over the... Over the terrible. crackle, yeah, because it was a perfect crackle. The great. Todd used to do it all yeah, the time. Yeah, yeah, no, God damn I it. never saw that gentleman do it, but oh well. I don't know what happened to that guy. Yeah, I mean, he was an interesting guy. He was an interesting guy. Um, but yeah, so so yeah, so things got, kept getting progressively worse because I made some missteps, uh, you know, with the crew. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't feel like telling the whole goddamn. You uh, don't have to. Uh, uh, pee on the bed story. Um, <laughs> 
but like it's, it's fairly famous, so yeah, they yeah. can find that. I, one. They can I'm find sure. it. I, I told it on anywhere. Rogan's, and I told it on mine. I told it, yeah. That's amazing. Uh, yeah. But so you, you would go on stage high, like yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you just kind of worst experience with. doing that. But when you do drugs, so regularly, you, you kind of level. Really feel high, I guess yeah. you're right. I, I'm so I stink. I went once half drunk. And oh. That was it. Yeah, we were all kind of fucked up, but we weren't getting that much stage time because at that time. Oh. You know, we, we couldn't go on in the R really unless it was like a freak thing, like unless there was nobody. Right. And, you know, what we had to do then is we, if we wanted to perform, we had to pull people up to the belly room who were leaving the other shows. So, like, if there was like an early show in the main room, two or three shows on Saturday, people leaving, we'd be like, you want more comedy? And we'd have to drag them up there. <laughs> Like, you know, it was very yeah. hard to get an audience. So we were up there performing for each other a lot for eight, nine people. But we were sort of stuck up there. So, like, the, the there wasn't a lot hanging in the balance if we were fucked up. Yeah. Do you, okay. you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you weren't you weren't doing that in front of a real audience. You uh, were doing it in front of your Hollywood friends. There weren't Hollywood execs. And, right. Yeah. You know, like, it was crazy over the house because Tamayo Otsuki lived up there, right? Oh, yeah. And Sam used to date her. And mm. they were broken up by the time I got here. But that's one of the reasons he would party up there. Like, he would fucking get fucked up. And then just go up to her bedroom door and just pound it. You just hear him going, Tamayo! Tamayo! They're her fall from grace. I go love from Kinnison to Mickey Rubens. Oh. I, don't, I don't know what happened. We, he, she was dating this homeless guy. He, well, he, he wasn't homeless, but he did an open mic and he was just a fucking lunatic. He was friends know. with that Gaylord Dingler guy. Uh, and, uh, These are all like clowns that came yeah. later, and you, yeah. I thought they were homeless because I would wait on them, you know. Yeah. And then one night, uh, and Mickey would pay me, like I couldn't yeah. give him free drinks. Mitzi would flip out, yeah. but he would pay me when I was waiting tables. And one time, he handed me a black card, and I was like, "What the fuck? Wow. I thought this guy was homeless, right?" They, but he, so obviously, he, would, he had money. He would go on stage in the open mic. Yeah, he would, uh, he would turn on Riders on the Storm. Have the, the guy turn it on for the open mic, and then he Fucking would just... psycho. The atmosphere on Mars is red. Oh, good. One and, of those guys. And it wasn't, yeah, yeah. he wasn't trying to be clever. He was just a fucking oh, nut. Oh, boy, man. Don, Don used to run that fucking potluck, you know, back in the Don day. Don yeah. yes. When and I got I, here, he was running yeah. it. I think Mickey like, was a ding-donger briefly, so. Yeah, well, that became, that's a whole other thing. I've never really witnessed that that sort of organized <laughs> bullying of the underclass. <laughs> you know? It's amazing that yeah. you say it like that because we say it and people look at us like we're nuts. I'm like, no, no, it's out and out bullying. Like yeah, my friend goes, so he's a retard shepherd. <laughs> I was like, kind of. <laughs> to watched, to just, an extent, just like he <laughs> caught maybe five minutes and then just was like, can we go? Like, yeah. <laughs> He's a yeah. retard shepherd? Yeah. That, they, they used to run, him and Todd, they used to have the hook in it. And like, it's just like, it's always so sad. Cause you know, you'd, I'd be up at the house. So I'd come down during the day, just fucking like hang out here. There's nothing go, to do. Yeah. I'd walk to, there used to be a Thai place. Like I always thought that the hot and sour Thai soup would, you know, solve all my problems. So I'd <laughs> walk down the hill and there was a Thai food place right over there. And, uh, but like when they'd line up for pot, like there'd just be guys in chef's hats and wearing garbage bags and stuff. You're like, what's happening? Yeah. <laughs> the same thing early 2000s when I showed up and they're all getting spots and I'm drawing nothing oh. like three weeks in a row. It's like, there are people so different now without the, Mitzi. Yeah. Yeah. We, she was, we were always in terror of her coming down, which was kind of a good thing. To an extent. Well, I mean, right now, like, I don't, like, I, for some reason, like, they're, they're, you know, I, as being a guy that is, like, mystically and intrinsically connected to this place, like, I, the darkness is not tangible right now. And I, you know, I don't know I like why. That. 
And like, you know, I That's a good thing though. No, right? it's a good thing, yeah. but like I don't know why it's coinciding with her slowly losing complete brain capacity. Right. Her power over the, the, the building, her force field of evil is <laughs> lifted. Or just whatever she was invited. She was like, you know, kind of a, she liked the fact that we were all out of our minds and yeah. that she, you know, had this control over these wayward, you know, fucked up, you know, you know, emotionally uh, stilted, yeah. angry gypsy people. Yeah. She liked being our, our horrible mother. The den mother of the fucking lunatics. Uh, yeah, I remember one time she was like, you're funny, you're a poet, you should wear a scarf. <laughs> and like you know, so I was wearing a scarf for a month. You did it? Yeah. Oh my god! I thought everyone has the Mitzi's wardrobe suggestion. When Louis Anderson told that story about how Mitzi told him he should only perform in a sweater, and so he went and bought sweaters, and I was just like, "What am I doing?" I love that that she has that kind of control over people. I remember like Andrew Dice and uh, Eddie Griffin got into a fight. Yeah, and it got ugly, and she came in, and she was like not even driving herself at this point yeah. so it's, this isn't full mitzi this is mitzi uh -huh. declining and health declining and she walked in sat in the back and they scoured like little nervous kids that they were going to get in trouble by mitzi yeah and then she called for them both to come in and they both like little schoolboys ran and sat real politely and waited to talk and i was like what the fuck is happening right now yeah that's that's an evil like, emperor right this there. was 2000 like yeah well, what both are of those guys of? are already yeah well hilarious. off but it was so funny to see and i was just like oh boy this woman's insane oh, i just, love it he's just scramble around panicking but there's nothing like, like that she'd now. show up in the jag and you'd be like oh, it's, oh, is yeah. there, who's sitting in her booth <laughs> who put that person in the booth <laughs> i rarely used to say that like when argus was on if mitzi was in there he'd be like come on let's go in the OR and pretend Argus is funny so Mitzi likes us uh, <laughs> I was like that's so mean but accurate yeah. he'd always <laughs> just like, like try to catch her eye or like wonder if she knew you and like sure doing cartwheels around how was your showcase for her like your real showcase I don't yeah. remember it really I don't I, you know like eventually like the thing was is like you know she just knew I was like up there at Crest Hill you know, like Becker used to tell me that she knew, you know, what I was up to. And like, you know, we were like out of control and she got a real kick out of the fact that Sam kicked down the door and peed on my bed. And like, she, you know, like, you know, she like, she just liked the chaos, but yeah, yeah, she got mad it. because we're, she would like, she would buy furniture for that house up there. Like, you know, patio furniture. And we get fucked up and break it. And we were, we, there was one night it had a gas fireplace where we burned an entire rattan couch. <laughs> Like you know, it's amazing that you got away with that. We 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 had one party in '98, I think it was, or '99, and we put a beer cooler on the table and it warped it, and she lost her fucking. In Cresto? Mind. Yeah. No, like like I don't know what like I don't know how we got away with it. It's because like, Sam was into it. Oh, probably. And like, and also yeah. like I don't think she really knew. Like once we got busted, you know, it was bad. You know, it was a bad scene because she it. thought she was okay. doing nice stuff for us. You know, and, then, and we were just up there like fucking like oh you know, like Todd the sound guy lived up there. Remember Todd? He mm -mm. was married. His wife was pregnant. It was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> I remember one night, like, you know, the guy, that groundskeeper, this little Mexican guy. Like, him, <laughs> like, I remember one night I was, like, all coked up, and his wife used to clean the house. And I was, like, you know, just up and, you know, probably in the middle of some three-hour masturbation session. <laughs> like, and she walks in, this nice Mexican lady. I'm like, hey, what, what, what's up? <laughs> what you know, are you like, doing? And she just, you looking at a party? She was terrified, and I had to go see Mitzi or Becker about it. Like, you know, like, you scared the... And I'm like, well, I don't know. What do 
want to clean that place. That's amazing. Why are you sending someone to clean that well, place? Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't send civilians up there ever. <laughs> yeah. You know, She's this a normal like, person. How yeah. dare you? She, but, she, but, like, you know, she walked in on me, you know, but, uh, but like, you know, Becker used to call us the Manson family. He used to be worried about me. He's like, what are you doing up there? Why are you hanging out with them people? I'm like, they come up to the house. I <laughs> yeah. live in the house. <laughs> yeah. What, where are you I, supposed to no go? There's no escape. Yeah. How did you get out? I lost my mind. But, well, right. You I'm trying saying. to think of one, one other good, like uh, another story. Like the, so we used to go up in the fucking hallways. Like, I, I somehow I got to the. I just kept pushing Sam because it was the only thing I could do to protect myself. Like I knew when he'd lose his mind. Okay. Like like two days in, like he would there'd be no impulse control, and I would just like you know I was just like I, I knew that he had to. Like he had to live up to this thing, you know. Like yeah. I remember one time we're all sitting around and like you know, fucking Barry Sobel was there and like. <sighs> Like uh, shivers down my spine, but like everybody was there, and like I'm like, hey Sam, why don't we burn some money? And he's like, (laughs) you know, (laughs) because just fucking with him. Yeah, and he had to do it. You got to do it. Yeah. Well, you got enough money to burn, yeah, right? Yeah, right. Man? Yeah, right. That kind of shit. Off. Yeah, that kind of shit. Terrible. Like one night, like everyone was sitting around. It was like two or three days in, and I just put on ACDC's Highway to Hell. And Sam just like he was fucking this weird. What, I don't know if she was a porno person, but she was trouble. And like you know, there's like six people sitting at the table. I put on like beating around the bush on Highway to Hell or something. It was in the living room. It was my stereo. And he just like just stood up and threw this chick on the table and started dry balling her and making out. And <laughs> everyone scattered. And I'm just sitting. They're like, I did that with a record, you know. Like, <laughs> Mind control. <laughs> I'm getting back the at the monster. <laughs> I I thought it was so weird when I watched that the the documentary thing. Plus, I think it couldn't have gotten into the real shit. No, they didn't. Because Bill did. Did right? you do it? Yeah, but his brother. The did thing it. that didn't was, ask me. Yeah, you know, I thing, don't think that. Maybe they did, and I was like, okay. the thing that was weird about it was like I've just heard all these stories from people here and the way they presented was just like sam was this poor guy that got bullied and sometimes he had to be mean because he was the victim and i was like that's not really how i heard a lot of the stories but no he was he was like he was vindictive and he 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 was like you know he's like um like he was like a megalomaniacal narcissist guy and he was like and he had some power and he also had this charisma that was very engaging but you know he knew he was fucking with people. He hated Barris he for the long time. Oh yeah, like him. Like for some reason, Barris just rubbed him the wrong fucking way. Hilarious. He could see through him, probably. Well, they're both bullies. Oh yeah, true that too. Yeah, yeah. Two biggest that. bullies like, on the block so, fighting it out. They were kind of, but Don was nobody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. And like, um, what, what was Sobel doing at the? He was around partying. Yeah, but he didn't show up that often. He couldn't believe we were burning money. You know, I like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I would be the same, by the way. I'd be like, what? You're burning money? There's some weird nights. I'd be up trying there, to man. stomp it out. I used to tell this horrible story about that. About like, like one night, like we're up there and like this guy, Dave, you know, like uh, there was this photographer who, I, who took the great picture of me and Sam. He's still around. He's okay now. I actually ran into a. Greg too up in Portland. Greg the, the hairdresser. He oh, he started right. as a, some sort of sneaker business. He's fine. He's like you know. He, oh thank God. You always wonder how do they get out? Do they get out alive? Yeah. Well, yeah. A lot of people don't. I remember running. I remember like being out in front of the Improv using a payphone. I just saw this like freak walking down the street, like exuding bad energy. And as he came closer, it was like his Danny Stone. And I'm like, what's up? And he's like, oh, you don't know what's going on. You got a dollar? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> oh Jesus. <laughs> 
<laughs> I saw uh, one of the ding-dongers from when I first started here using a payphone by the newsstand down here on Sunset. It was, I don't know, six, seven years ago. I had my mustache at the time. And I, as I walked up, I, he was just talking nonsensically into uh-huh. a payphone, and he stopped and looked at me, and he was like, hey, I know you. I'm like, oh, yeah, how's it going, man? He's like, nice mustache. It makes your face not look so stupid. And I was like... Uh-huh. All right, thanks, man. <laughs> and then he goes, "You got twenty dollars?" Like, no. Jesus, it went 20. up straight yeah. to twenty. <laughs> Barton, it was Blue Iris's son. Oh, that yeah. crazy of lunatic. He asked for twenty. Yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. sick. We had a lot of maniacs, but like our fun didn't seem as fun as yours. Like the difference between that boom you said you got here at the end of it, but this. What do you think of? technically this boom now i don't know what the kids are doing you know i yeah, mean you're, what do you mean you're part of the kids if you will i mean you're part of this boom yeah but i i don't like you know i you know i'm not that guy anymore so i gotta i hope they're having oh, a good time uh, no no <laughs> i don't even mean the party wise i mean oh. the the, the where well i'm just happy like you know right that now. like after you know coming full circle you know th- you know coming back here like this what ultimately would happen Outside of like, so I you know I can go out and smoke my cigar. Like like, <laughs> what happened was I came back here. I left because I lost my mind, and you know the Ar- the Arab, though. the Palestinian drug dealer. Okay. Uh, you know I was <laughs> out in the parking lot. Um, I I was out in the parking lot just freaking out, and you know Jimmy like came out and I was breaking glasses, and you know it was like you know I, I got kicked out of the group, and I was just like falling, you know, and I was completely psychotic, you know, listening to voices in my head, and uh, you know like I remember going up to him, going like, man, I don't know what to do, man. They're all pissed off at me, and like I'm fucking like, you know, I just like you know, I, I mean, he just looked at me, and goes, you gotta get out of here, you gotta go and do your own thing. You gotta get oh, out of here. Oh, that's amazing. The drug dealer. For a drug dealer to, to tell say you that. to go, yeah. <laughs> and like, I was like, yeah. Because all he ever really said was, it's only rock and roll, man. Like, he wasn't a big talker. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's only rock and roll. <laughs> Just like a full on drug dealer cliche. Yeah. Listen, man, it's all part of the party. He was oh, pretty okay. smooth for a guy that did. He looked, always looked pretty good. Um, yeah, so so I left. I paid all my debts. I gave away whatever didn't fit in my car. I said goodbye okay. to the people that were important. I paid off drug dealers and I left. And I drove to Tucson, uh, where my brother was, and he was you know graduating college. So we ended up partying for a couple more days, and then I went and checked into my first rehab. Uh, you know, but the problem was that, like I didn't stay sober. Obviously, that was nineteen eighty eight, maybe. But I couldn't shake that that the the psychosis. Like it took oh, me a long time wow. to not feel this place. As being the place pulling that it you is. to the darkness. Yeah, yeah. It just had the like. I'd come back here to Hollywood, and over the years, I'd be like, "Oh, it's, I can't. It's still there." Like I'd come here, and I'd be like, "I know what's going on here." You know, I go, <laughs> <laughs> "I hear you building." <laughs> exactly. Right, man. Yeah. So, like, but by the time I moved out here, here's how I became a regular. It, it, it was a. Uh, it was actually so. I left. I ran away. In you know maybe eighty seven eighty eight I like so I graduated college eighty six came out here so so eighty eight I think okay. uh, I went to rehab in eighty eight maybe is that possible somewhere around there <laughs> but but what happened was you know I went and started over in Boston and I you know I, I started working professionally in nineteen eighty eight uh, you know doing one nighters and and doing that opening work and you know becoming a working comic and I worked in. Uh, I was in Boston for years, and then I moved to New York, and then I moved to San Francisco, you know, sort of building the oh, act wow. and, you know, becoming a comic. 
And then in 1995, I was working. I got a TV show on Comedy Central. Uh, the short, last thing, a short attention span theater. You know, I, and I had opportunities here and there, but. But what happened was I was I was in Aspen at the comedy festival in like '95, so I hadn't set really come back here, you know, for years, you know, for five or six yeah. years. Like I remember coming back here once and seeing the the dealer, you oh, know, that's and, brutal that and you I'm, came and, back and, and saw. Him. But Sam was still here, and I felt like I needed closure, you know. Uh, and it was uh, you know before Sam died, you know, and uh, you know I remember seeing him and uh, the dealer. And I'm like, oh, God, can I go back and say hi or talk to him? Or and he's like, I don't know, man. I don't think it'd be a good idea. Ooh. And I'm like, they're yeah, probably right. <laughs> All right. You know, and then when he finally died, when I heard he died, it was sort of like, you know, I was bitter enough to be like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Hey. Now I got a grave. I win, song. motherfucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Checkmate, uh, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. I just, I, I still feel the bitterness. So. Yeah. And when he it's died, I was like, I was like 12 or something when he died. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I still eat shit, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who wins? It's my time now. Yeah. Well, he had fallen so far, you know, by the time he died. Yeah. But, you know, but over time, I've let all that shit go. But the weird thing was, so 95, I'm at the Aspen Comedy Festival covering it for Comedy Central. And Mitzi's there. I remember that. Right. So... <laughs> And I hadn't really checked in with her since I left in 87, 88. Like, I, you know, I really didn't spend much time here. Because every time I come back, it'd be freaky. And I remember I walked up to her. I go, Mitzi, it's me, Mark Maron. Remember, I was a door guy. You know, and she's like, oh, I remember you. <laughs> and I'm like, can great. I? Yeah, oh, you're great. <laughs> Real slow. And I go, like, can I, can I be a paid regular? And she's like, yeah, just tell Becker you can work at the club. <laughs> so, like, it was 95 I got passed. So it was never a showcase. It was you walking up to her. Well, she knew me. She remembered. Right. That's amazing, though. You know, I was here. Yeah. I mean, I definitely was part of the fabric of this place. I but for sure. And you're covering. You. Yeah, you're covering a festival for Comedy Central. So yeah, but she some did, clout. That's where she like. She knew I was part of the place. Yeah. She always knew I was part of the place. Of course. So so like she she passed me, but I wasn't really living here or anything. But I passed, and then when I came back. By the time I got back here in 2002, Tommy was here, and she was out of her mind already, really, right? Yeah, 2003. Mm-hmm. So I was coming around, and Tommy's like, oh, yeah, man, everyone says good things about you, and uh, you know, Mitzi really wants you to work here again. I'm like, no. Oh. Yeah, so, so <laughs> well, I'm talking to her right now, Mark. Okay? <laughs> She's interested. <laughs> well, he used to say that to me. It's like I was with her, and she really wants you to have the fourth spot. I'm like, dude, is, is that she like that? the fourth spot. Yeah, it's like, it's, 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 it's like, I thought it was like the Bates house. Like, is she even alive? I mean, uh, I'm still convinced that's what was going on. It was a weekend at Bernie's up there. For sure. Tommy's pulling the, sh- what, what, what do you think, Mitchie? Okay. <laughs> well, we'll put two black guys in there. Wait then. a minute. She wouldn't do that. Uh, <laughs> she said this about you. I heard the kid from Kansas is getting a little big for his britches. That's what she said? But yeah. he let me, you know, he was good to me, and he seemed to be a real, like, sort of appendage of the old style. Like, you know, he seemed to, he you know, be... He tried to keep it alive. Yeah. sure. Right. So so then I'm kind of working here, but I'm trying to get in with the alt shit, and, like, I'm like I'm, I'm not really... Because I'm not a made guy. You know, like, you know, I have notoriety here. Like, and people what? had read right. my book was going around, and that section I wrote on the book. But, like, I'm not a big comic, you know, and I didn't know if I could really work here. I know I was passed. So, you know, Tommy was working me, but no one was here then it was weird yeah, i have weird dead. memories of it you know i'm trying to do the alt rooms and it was like it, it was weird and i didn't get my name on the wall until fucking duncan did it yeah. yes <laughs> it was like, yeah i was a part of that same 
Because it was like 10 years where they didn't do, they didn't. Yeah. And Duncan was booking and I'm like, and he loved me. And I'm like, dude, like, can you get me on the wall? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it. (laughs) Everyone kind of talks nasally, I guess, with me. All my impressions are like, all right, man. Me too. He does a good Duncan too, don't you? Come on, bro. It's (laughs) fun. Dude. (laughs) Mitzi wants you to be your runner, man. Congrats. (laughs) Congrats. Everyone says it's the worst job. (laughs) Oh, all right, man. I thought I'd try. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, set me up. So, yeah, so he put me on the wall. Yeah, because she couldn't afford to have them paint names on the wall, so she didn't do it. Uh, you know, there was time. a guy that used to do it. Yeah, he's Freeman. He still does it. Oh, it's but still there his was company. A, but there was another guy that used to do all the repairs and painting around. His picture's on the wall up there. Greg Hilbers. Oh, yeah. Greg oh, Hilbers. Hilbers, the guy with the, the, the camouflage mustache and yeah. the acorn haircut. Yeah, yeah. He used to be the guy that would paint. I always wondered who he is. He I'm painted like, who is this guy. He, he was, was a Mitzi's comic. favorite, but he wasn't like, I. he wasn't a paid, I mean, I guess she made him a paid regular, but he wasn't like the big comic. He yeah. never became a big comic, but I, he was her handyman. I yeah. got my name on the wall because Kirk Fox wanted his up there so badly, he paid for 80 names to be painted <laughs> on the wall. Really? No shit. Mitzi wouldn't pa- paint names, and Kirk was like, what if I pay for mine? She was like, no. He's like, what if I pay for everyone's? She was like, okay. (laughs) That worked. So I had to bring a check for like $800 and something to fucking pay for all all the names for like 12 years to go up on the building. That's great. I was like, I offered to do it for a while. She just didn't, she wanted him to do it. She wanted it that style, but she couldn't afford it. So she just stopped it. So the Kirk got his up there. Kirk is so And you got yours up there. So like for me, like the the fact that the, like that this place is popular again, that it's some point you know we all sort of you know tried to make that happen you know like when brenton started the twitter and like you know and we all started to take ownership of this place but truly your guys's podcast and stuff like that yeah. is what you talk about laying out yeah. the Get history of the place out. yeah, yeah. Absolutely. it's the only place that it has a history and it's authentic and like i'm just like it took me a long time to get over my fear of the or Which and I the main room get. yeah like like when i was back in 2002 i was terrified uh still like i you know i couldn't believe i was working those rooms because i there was such a fuck put on my brain about them yeah like earning it and shit and i hadn't like like i didn't i didn't really do those rooms until 2000 until tommy started working me yeah. So it was so like I had to overcome all that. It was like it was like visiting the abuser. Right. You, you know what I mean? Sure. <laughs> oh God. God he looks so eerie. <laughs> he is you know eerie. Know I mean? Just a, a haunting glow from behind the glass. Oh, now he's gonna come in. And... No, he went that way. He gave me the finger and he went that way. <laughs> um yeah, but like so I'm just thrilled that like like I'm I I'm I am i i do not give a shit. Uh, you know, and I'm not afraid. Yeah, and you own and it. That, it's yeah, amazing. And that, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, it's the only, I don't do any alt rooms anymore. I just work here. Okay. You know, so like, I'm, I'm I was always like, you know, uh, you know, comedy club comic. You know, I just had to, you know, keep getting the, the stage time. Yeah. So and like now to come full circle and be like, no, nah, I only work at this store. <laughs> That's funny. So you don't do the improv or fuck the no. laugh act no, or any of that? No. Good for you. I can't stand the fucking improv. I hope they go. I just can't stand them. Because they like, they, they're just so, they, they're just, they did such crimes against comedy. For that s- is true too. But I feel like right now Mitzi just went like this a little bit. She just pumped her fist in the air for you saying that. Oh yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. I mean, but it's true. You're right. They did a lot of bad but things. When it was comics. bad times and they fucking, they iced all the headliners. They did oh, yeah. flat rated everybody. Mm-hmm. $1,500 no matter who you are. 200 travel for weeks and like they used to fucking you know they always say how much they like me but they'd only give me fallout weeks. You know and it, like they and like one time I was I had my own night there 
like before they f- fixed it up, like they go, oh, we yeah, have a headline yeah. night, and Mancia came in mm. and uh, and bumped me on my night, like and did, and I left. He was on stage for like a half hour, forty five minutes, and I was supposed to headline. I'm I'm like I'm fucking leaving. Oh That's my fucking God. wrong. Good it's for my you. name out there, and I never really worked there again. Like I, I just like I, if, I I would sometimes work there. Friends had shows there that wanted me to do it, but I wouldn't even do that anymore because I just think that the organization, you know, post Bud and even it just it was never a good room. Got it? Yeah. Was it? I I don't think. I mean, they almost never gave me spots, but every time I went there, it felt like this. It was like performing at the Applebee's of comedy clubs. But even the old room, the ceilings were too high. It was always and it was always high pressure. Maybe it was me. I don't know, but I just I don't have any love for that place, and I don't have much love for Jamie either. So so I and, and those audiences there, I don't I don't even know what they're doing over at the Improv. I just don't need it. And, and that's uh, good. That's great because you have your own thing here. I yeah, mean, rather, like, I'll go to the ice house if I need oh, to yeah, work on long sets. Nice. Yeah, yeah. You know, if I need to do an hour, I can do it there. But you can do an hour here in the belly room. Just ask for a night. People I do it all the time. I probably could. Yeah, it's I amazing. Didn't, I didn't really think so about it. Rogan that. does it. Diaz yeah. does it. They all work on their hours. If they if they're filming something like rather quickly, yeah, yeah. they're like, let me just run it one more time. Right. They'll just rent out the belly room and ah. it's a great space to do that. And you've been coming up to the belly room and working there. Yeah, yeah. So were bit. you you were here when I was here? A little bit in '93. I started in '93, so you kind of oh, it came, came back, back come and then I what went away to those again. Waitresses, huh? Yeah, there's a lot of them. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when you came back, like early '90s, yeah. and it was like Mark Price. Is that yeah, right? Yeah, Skippy. Mark, yeah, yeah, Skippy, and yeah. all those guys were still hanging out. Schubert would come, yeah, and yeah. Carl LeBove, and I mean, it was my favorite time. I would laugh, but I never like hung out. Because I was engaged, so I never like hung out with the comics right. that way. I would hang out with the door guys, yeah. of course, because that was you know who I related to more. Yeah. Um, but then you disappeared again, and then came back in two thousand two. Right. Well, ninety two, ninety three. I was sort of in San Francisco, a bit. And you, yeah, but ninety five, uh, ninety. Mid-90s, and then ninety three, ninety four, ninety four. I moved back to New York, and I and, uh, no, I moved back here. In two thousand, yeah, I just remember you coming in. Yeah, I would come to lot, LA. But yeah, but oh, you know when I came. Before I got sober, you were still Bob Baker. Definitely. Oh yes. Okay. That was the other guy. Yes, that was the other crew. Bob Baker would be my <laughs> drug guy because he could get drugs. Yes. Is that the dude who stole money from the, All the manager cards. or yes. something? Yes. He's he, bad he news. <laughs> That's all I've ever heard about. He him. robbed the store blind. But I had a deal with the. I had a deal. Uh, uh, development deal and like I had money and I remember like because uh, I only came in sometimes I needed to do coke because I was married and I was unhappy and I couldn't do coke in where I lived so when I come out here I wanted to get fucked up and I remember giving Bob Baker I gave him $500 and said that's so you don't fuck me <laughs> just take that money him? eventually he did but not bad but not bad <laughs> not, not bad, bad. yeah there's, there's a now Rick has to do yep. a spot um, alright well, alright so you have good. anything to plug I mean amazing thank you so much for doing yeah, thanks this for being here. Well, I got, you know, I got dates in Europe and I got the ice house in March you can go to wtfpod.com slash tour yes and thanks, check out guys. his podcast because he's amazing he's the king of podcasts oh, that's sweet. Uh, thank you so much yeah, I'm Eleanor Kerrigan here. Rick Ingram is going on stage thank you mm-hmm.